fourth, and we are talking on the Yard Talk podcast. How are we doing, boys? Good. I'm doing great. Cooper's doing great. We have a special guest on the show. How's it going, Nate? It's going great. Doing pretty well. I don't, you can't tell if you're listening to the podcast, but he is wearing a uh, Toy Story-themed onesie. <laughs> well, have you been wearing that the whole day? Is that... <laughs> Since all uh, it was, uh, it was actually my Halloween costume over the weekend. So Sick. decided for a special event like this, I gotta gotta wear it again. My favorite movie as a kid. Actually, um, actually, almost got in trouble because I wanted to be like Buzz Lightyear, and I almost tried to jump off like a large, like two-story, like a uh, ramp, and my mom almost lost it. So this is uh, why you're colorblind. A two-story two ramp. Yeah, pretty close. Yeah, like. I don't know the exact details because I was a young kid, but basically I wouldn't be moving if I did that. <laughs> I would have gone flat. Oh, right. All right. Let's, let's get into Monday Night Football. Um, all right. So we had Bucks Giants. The spread was 12 in favor of the Bucks. The Bucks won 25-23. Tom Brady was 28 for 40, 279 yards passing, two touchdowns. Danny Dimes, don't know why I say that, 25-41. Uh, 256 yards passing, two touchdowns, two picks. Fournette ran for 52. Gallman ran it for 44 and a touchdown. Mike Evans had 55 yards receiving and a touchdown. And Sterling Shepard had 74 yards receiving. Um, Danny Dimes is the greatest quarterback in the world. Just kidding. But he does cover. He covered, baby. And that's what matters. Like, you guys had to be surprised by this game. Because... Oh, 100%. Oh, yeah. I, was, uh, I, I picked them. I picked the Giants fully because I thought I was I needed to tie and this is the only way I could do it and I was fully accepting last place and I look at the score at halftime and I was like what is happening and I was shocked straight up shocked I think this is because like before the game even started I was talking to Joe Joe and Kyle can't be there by the way I think Kyle's doing schoolwork and Joe has some other obligations but uh, I was talking to Joe and I'm like dude I think the Buccaneers are the only NFC team to have like an uprising trend because Saints don't have it. I don't think the Packers have really showed a consistent base. Seahawks are still on the defense. You know, the first two or three weeks for the Bucks were kind of like a wash for me. And I'm like, hey, this could be the best team in the NFC. I don't know what happened last night. I, Bucks, I think Giants defense is actually pretty legit. But Bucks being the best team in the NFC, that's kind of a stretch. I, I, now it is. Now oh, it is. You thought, oh, you thought in the beginning. Oh, in the beginning, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Like, like, before even, like, the season started, just because they were predicted to have, like, a top-five defense, the receiving core was insane. Obviously, they have, like, Ornette, Ronald Jones back there. Like, on paper, they're supposed to be one of the best teams. After last night, I don't think so. Like, they're just – I don't know what was going on. And I don't think the Giants offensively really put up, like, you know, Danny Dimes had two or three turnovers. Yeah, two. Yeah, two. At least two picks. I don't know. I want to ask you guys this because, you know, imagine you guys watch the game. He looked good. He looks promising. Like, if you look at him, he's a 6'5 quarterback, good arm. But he was making a lot of passes that were, like, behind receivers that should have been caught. You know, if he throws that ball out in front in the last play of the game on a two-point conversion, I think they could have tied the game up. So, do you guys think Danny Dimes is the long-term goal for the Giants? No. Hell no. This is – okay. This is so. This is. I just kind of thought of this comparison right now. Nate and I are both Raiders fans. Danny Dimes is like a Derek Carr to me. He can be very good at times, but then super bad. Like his throws can be so off sometimes that it's just like he's so inconsistent 
Like, in the beginning, like, last year, Danny Dimes was looking good. He was looking promising. But this year, he's getting exposed. But, like, he's not playing horrible. He's just not making good throws occasionally. That overrides his good throws. Does that make sense? The only difference is, like, this is his second year. And maybe they're hoping True. they can still develop him. Yeah, exactly. Nate, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think – I mean, he made a major improvement, I believe, since, like, last year. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to try and make him the long term. I don't think they want to get another quarterback, just like how the Raiders are sticking with Derek Carr. Um, unfortunately. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, if you're always chasing quarterbacks, it's not always a solution. Like, you have to build around your quarterback. And him being a 6'5 prospect, you know, they have one of the best or maybe even the best running back in the league who's injured. They're not really in any kind of rush to try and get wins right now. I think they know they're in, like, that rebuilding situation. So, I, I don't think he's that good, but then again, he he has the potential to be gay, you know, to be a great quarterback. He's still young. I think, still yeah, young. I think he has that potential. I think it's like I don't know. You kind of, I wouldn't say you compare him to like Eli Manning, but like Eli Manning was like good for you know a stretch, and then he sucked the last part of his career. True. And that's what kind of sucks because if you listen to that game last night, all the announcers talked about was like you know they were comparing him to Eli. I mm-hmm. think most of his, like, career, at least the first part of his career, is just going to be comparing him to Eli. Yeah, because yeah. he's replacing him. Yeah, that's he's exactly. Him, but at some point, I think he has to make a name for himself. True. He's also, yeah. like you said, he's also playing without Saquon, and that's, like, a key Yeah, that's the component. biggest that, I mean, that's a key for morale, not even just, like, talent on the field, but, like, morale of the team as well. Exactly. I, I agree. Top guy like that, yeah. But they, they kept it close. I mean, he hit Evan Ingram a lot. They're looking better. Um, but the Bucks need to pick it up. They have the Saints. Was it for Sunday Night Football? And uh, Antonio Brown is playing on Sunday. Okay. He's and active. If Michael plays, too. Uh, he oh, better. If he's not playing, I'm – I – oh, oh yeah, I forgot to bring it up. For everyone that doesn't know, I was 0-7 in my fantasy league. Nate and Brennan are both in this league, and <laughs> I got my first W. It felt so good scoring the third least amount of points, and I got a W, baby. The first one of many. I'm going 12-0 and 0 from here, or however many games it is. I'm feeling good. My team sucks, but I'm feeling good. Hoops 1-7, and seven and I'm 7-1. and one. Shut up. <laughs> the, 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 right. I, the, that's funny because last – I think last you beat me like 50 points. That Nate, was like the first week. Yeah. I played against Nate last week. And my team played so good, and I just got blown out. Like, it wasn't even close. My, my team went off. I scored 135, and I still <laughs> lost by 30. Exactly, <laughs> dude. It sucks. All right. Well, it was good. Monday Night Football. Um, from here, we'll throw it on to our interview with Edison. We're talking a little bit about soccer. Yes, still talking soccer. Our soccer Sherpa, baby. All right. Here we have our recurring guest, Edison. How you doing, buddy? Hey, boys. How's it going? Doing good. Thanks for having me back. Of course. Always. Uh, you probably heard our last podcast, but, you know, I'm sorry. I, I put a draw in this <laughs> game. I had no <laughs> I'm so excited. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, I, I get the excitement. Um, I would say draws can be, you know, tricky. Uh, obviously, they happen a lot in soccer, but probably not as often as people think. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that one wasn't a terrible, I would say I, I did actually endorse that one. So I'll even take some weight on it. Um, but <laughs> I was going to say it's, it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible, terrible bet. Um, but yeah, no, hopefully we can, hopefully we can do better this week. Um, 
All right, so shall we just go ahead and start yeah. off top? Right go for it, baby. Right into it. Uh, we're going to do some quick hits real quick here first. Uh, first, starting with the U.S. men's national team. Uh, the player pool was released for the upcoming friendlies against Wales and Panama uh, next week. Uh, some headliners of the team, we got Zach Steffen in goal. Uh, John Brooks and Chris Richards uh, will be making an appearance in the back line. Uh, in the midfield, we have, for the first time, all on the senior level, Weston McKinney. Tyler Adams, Giovanni Reyna, and Christian Pulisic, which is going to be huge. It's the first time that core group of players has all played at the same time at the senior level. And we is got that Josh just because, like, is because of injury, or what is that because uh, of? Sometimes it's been because of injury, and then this is Gio Reyna. He's 17. This is his first call-up oh my the senior mm-hmm. team. So that's what I was getting into. The average age of this player pool that was comprised of the guys in Europe 21 years and 300 days. Oh, my God. We got, we got Tim Ream up at the top. He's 33. He's the vet. And then the young buck, Gio Reyna, he's 17. It's his first call-up. That's crazy. So, yeah, it's pretty wild. So, that's got a lot of people excited for, uh, for the upcoming friendlies. We can talk more about those next week when we have an idea of what the lineup is going to look like uh, for those two games. Um, and then – we're going to real quick, I'm going to give you all four, because we talked about the Prem last week. I'm going to give you the rest of the four, just in a real quick, like, blurb kind of style, um, okay. and comparing them to the league. So, obviously, we said the Premier League in England is the SEC. La Liga is going to be the league in Spain, okay? And it is the Big Ten, okay? This league is on BN Sports Network. Um, it is carried by two or three, sometimes three teams. Uh, in, I'm sorry? Who's the Ohio State? Of this we team? have Barcelona, Real Madrid, who are kind of like the Ohio State, Wisconsin. And mm-hmm. then Atletico Madrid kind of, you know, sneaks in there like Penn State does sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say those are the three that kind of carry the league there. Um, and then in Germany, we have the Bundesliga, uh, which is going to be most comparable to the ACC. Uh, so this league is on ESPN+. And it's dominated by a single team, kind of like the ACC is with Clemson. Uh, with resistance from a team or two. So the Clemson would be uh, FC Bayern Munich. Uh, okay. And it is challenged uh, sometimes by Borussia Dortmund. Okay, so that's okay. like its main kind of uh, – they compete in what's called the Der Klassiker um, every year. And uh, that, that is actually coming up this weekend. Uh, more to that later. And are you saying that, that the, the, is it the top team they just dominating their own conference or like can they do, like can they go compete with well i was gonna say that's that's why the bundesliga is the acc and serie a is the pac-12 okay because yeah. serie a you have juve uh which is in italy by the way serie a is in italy uh you have juventus which is like the oregon right and we all know oregon yeah. dominates the pac-12 damn right? straight but if they go to, i mean when they get we haven't had a uh you know a football winner in God knows how long, right? Just like nobody from Italy has won the Champions League in a long time. Uh, but I was going to say, obviously, that's why I said Bundesliga. Bundesliga and Serie A are a little similar, kind of like the ACC and Pac-12 are a little similar. It's just that the ACC has had somebody who's won it all more recently than the Pac-12. Got uh, it. Which leaves us with our last league, uh, Ligue 1 in France. Uh, and this is the Big 12. This is all gas, no breaks offense it's it's goals on goals okay um we have uh paris saint-germain they start watching has, this it's like this yeah. is the kind of soccer i want to watch this is this is goal fests every weekend um i was gonna is say that, we have 
I got a question. Is that because of lack of goalie or lack of defense? More lack of defense. I mean, uh, the goalie can, you know, obviously hide some of your defensive uh, miscues, but I mean, can't, can't hide them all, you know? True. Um, So I was going to say we have uh, PSG has ran this league for the past decade. They're kind of like the Oklahoma and then um, Olympic de Marseille, uh, I say is Texas because they are the only French team to have won it all like Texas is the only team to have won a national championship. So now that we've kind of quick hit each one of those, I'll say we have any other questions on those leagues or shall we jump straight in? Let's just go straight into it. I'm good with it. I really love the comparison to college football because like my dumb mind (laughs) hear that so much better now. Well, I mean, it's, it's always easier to kind of understand something for the first time when you have something that you do know. And obviously college football is so, so big and prominent here in the States that it, that was kind of an easy transition. Five or six different leagues. It's not like so black and white, you know, it's like compare it because not all leagues are the same. Exactly. I would say, and we'll, we'll be expanding on those, you know, the more that we do this, Um, this was obviously just a little quick kind of introduction to what the rest of them are. Okay. But now let's get into the big daddy. All right. That is the champions league. Okay. And the champions league, is uh, actually a tournament, even though it's called like the Champions League. Um, it okay. is essentially like the World Cup, um, but with clubs that compete in Europe instead of countries from around the world. Okay. Okay. So there's similarities and differences. And the first one is they compete in a group stage, just like the World Cup with 32 teams, eight groups of four teams. Uh, however, instead of a single round robin, where in the World Cup you just play everybody in your group once, the Champions League is a double round robin where you play everybody in your group twice, once okay. at home and once on the oh. road. So, um, and, but it, like the World Cup, it sees the top two teams in each group advance to the knockout stages. And the knockout rounds are a two-leg home-and-home series between two clubs until we get down from the round of 16 to the quarterfinals with eight, the semifinals with four, and then the final is just a one winner-take-all match, whereas each round before that is a two-leg, once at your place, once at their place, and the aggregate or the total score moves on. That's interesting. You think, like, you know, because in most playoffs, like for American sports, you usually have the final series being like the best of seven. No matter right. What. Yeah, this is the exact opposite. Um, but it puts a little more, a little more uh, weight I guess you could say on the final, yeah. like you, you got to bring your best for that one game. Cause you don't get another shot. But I, I was um, thinking, this is a awesome you know, format. I really didn't think it was like this. It is. It yeah. is. I would say it makes uh it makes the second legs, uh, you know, a lot more meaningful, especially because of the away goal rule. So in case that uh, teams end in a tie uh, at the end of two legs, the team that has scored more goals, on the road gets the advantage. So there's a lot of people who, you know, kind of go either way on this, on this rule. Uh, it's, it's something that's kind of divided uh, fans of the sport for, for a while. Are they saying it should be like goals at home or are they saying it should be both? No, they're saying they should just scrap it, scrap it all together. Like do away with the away goal rule. Why does scoring a goal on the road yeah. be more important than scoring a goal at home? Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say I think it makes it more dramatic. Uh, I do kind of, you know, it can be annoying when you're on the wrong side of it, right? Like if yeah. you're, 
you don't go through because of the away goal rule, but also it could help you a lot if you go through, you know? Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a give it's and a take. Subjective to like it's a very subjective yeah. agenda. Exactly. Exactly. So um, I was going to say, so the top four leagues, uh, which currently are the premier league, La Liga, Serie A and the Bundesliga get four automatic qualifiers for the group stage. So the top four teams in each of those leagues make the group stage automatically. And then the rest of it is uh, league a one is the other group, the other big five uh, conference and they get three. And then the rest of the 32 teams are comprised of a play in tournament with the champions and some countries runner ups uh, of the rest of Europe. So that way it gets the bulk of Europe and not just those big five leagues. Uh, so let's talk about this year's tournament. Um, I was going to say, because the, the qualifying for the other countries is, is kind of long and complicated. So we're not going to get too much into that just because the last non-Big Five team to win all big years is what they call the trophy um, was FC Porto from Portugal in 2002 and 2003. And before that was FC Ajax from the Netherlands in 94, 95. So it doesn't happen. So rarely happens. Yeah. So that's why we're not going to get into it too much. Um, But this year's tournament in group a, we have uh, the current holders, FC Bayern Munich from Germany. Uh, We have Atletico Madrid from Spain, Lokomotiv Moscow from Russia and Red Bull Salzburg from Austria. Okay. That's group a group B. We have Borussia Mönchengladbach from Germany. Inter Milan from Italy, Real Madrid from Spain, and Shakhtar Donetsk from the Ukraine. Okay? Yeah. So then Group C is Manchester City from England, Olympiacos from Greece, Olympique de Marseille from France, and FC Porto from Portugal. Group D, we got FC Ajax from the Netherlands, Atalanta FC from Italy, Liverpool FC from England, and FC Michelin from Denmark. This is their first appearance in the tournament. Okay. Uh, Group E sees Chelsea from England, FC Krasnodar from Russia, Stad Renai from France, and Sevilla from Spain. Uh, Group F has Borussia Dortmund from Germany. Uh, We have Club Bruges from Belgium, uh, Lazio Roma from Italy, and Zenit St. Petersburg from Russia. Uh, Group G. My Irish team's really coming out to play. Go ahead. Like, Ireland just really making an appearance here. In this <laughs> yeah, I'll say, unfortunately, there, there aren't a whole lot of clubs uh, from, from Ireland. Uh, their, their club, their national team is, you know, doing okay, but club-wise, it's not the greatest, I'll, I'll tell you that much. Uh, so our last two groups, we have Group G, uh, FC Barcelona from Spain, uh, Dinamo Kiev from Russia. Uh, we have Ferran Vrosi from Hungary. That is also, this is also their first tournament, and Juventus from Italy. And rounding out the groups in Group H is Istanbul Basikir, another newcomer from Turkey, uh, Manchester United from England, Paris Saint-Germain from France, and Red Bull Leipzig from Germany. All right, so that was a lot. That was a lot, admittedly, all, you know, at once. But those are the 32 teams competing in this year's tournament. What country um, is the most teams representing? Is it England? The country that we have uh, England uh, with four, uh, I believe Italy, no, yeah, Italy has four. Yeah. Um, and then uh, let's see, Germany and I believe Spain. No, Spain only has three. So, yeah, but England has uh, four. Okay. Uh, so they, they lead uh, currently. 
Um, when does this take place? Like, when does this start? So these games, so they don't interfere with uh, league matchups on mm-hmm. the weekends, actually happen Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So they happen midweek, so that way it doesn't interfere with league games going on on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So um, this, so the Champions League is in the middle of technically their season, right? Correct. I'm saying so, it's, it's going on right now, um, so as well like, as league games are going on. So is this based off last year's standings or? Correct. Correct. Okay. It's the year, uh, year before. So okay. next year's Champions League will be taken off the standings from this year. Uh, the teams who make that up will be okay. taken off from this year. So like that could completely change too. Cause like last year oh, team could be way better, but this year they suck kind of thing. Abs- uh, correct. Absolutely. Okay. I was going to say like, we got three newcomers this year um, and some teams uh, like from Russia or the Ukraine, like they they almost always feature, uh, but it could be a different team. Like Shakhtar Donetsk has been in, I believe, the last three or four years. Like they've had a pretty good hold on that Ukrainian spot. Um, but I mean, it could it could shift. You you never know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So that's so these thirty two will be soon whittled down to sixteen in the knockout stages. Uh, but we'll get more into that once we get there. Uh, for today, we are in the midst of match day three. So this is the third match uh, in all the groups. Um, and so we had some games today uh, before we filmed, and we'll look ahead to uh, tomorrow. Uh, I was just saying, Group A, Locomotive drew with Atletico Madrid 1-1, to and Bayern put up six on FC Salzburg uh, in Group A. So Bayern is leading in Group A. They've uh, gone a perfect three for three. They got nine points. Um, in Group B, uh, we had the game of the day, in my opinion. Uh, it was Real Madrid and Inter Milan. Uh, Real Madrid uh, and Inter Milan, both of them were towards the bottom of the table, and they both needed a win to pretty much stay alive uh, to hope to qualify for the, uh, for the knockout rounds. And Madrid took this one 3-2 to two, uh, off a late goal from Rodrigo in the 80th minute. Um, it was, a, it was a very close game. I was going to say, Inter clawed back. They went down 2-0 early, uh, but they clawed back and looked like they were going to draw, which really, realistically didn't help either team. Uh, mm-hmm. But Madrid found a winner late. Um, and so now they're looking good to qualify. They still have a chance, while Inter is going to need a lot of help uh, moving yeah. forward. Um, I was going to say, in Group C, uh, City beat Olympiacos 3-0, and Porto beat uh, Olympic de Marseille 3-0 as well. Um, so City now are also a perfect three for three uh, okay. in their first three groups. And in Group D, rounding up play, uh, Liverpool hit Atalanta for five uh, in a 5 nil victory. And Ajax beat Michelin uh, two to one. And Liverpool is also a perfect three for three. Uh, so going on to tomorrow in the game of the day, uh, in Group H, we have Paris Saint-Germain in uh, – from France against RB Leipzig uh, from Germany. This essentially is a pick them. They're both uh, the two teams uh, that everybody thinks are going to uh, advance uh, from, from this group. Uh, this well, I'm sorry. Is this a good game to bet? I think it's a, it's a pick them. I would say your safest bet with this one would be the over. I'll say okay. the over under right now currently is set at three. Um, and I think this game is going to feature a lot of goals. I mean, it's got a French side, so they not only do they score, but they often give up goals as well. Um, and Leipzig, okay. 
likes to hit on the counterattack, which kind of plays well against a high-powered offense like PSG. Um, and they're, they're lethal. When they get in that counterattacking position, they can, they can finish and score some goals. So I think the over is probably your best bet here. Um, PSG uh, is probably the safer bet. Like I said, it's a pick em. I think they both were like plus – I think both of them were like plus 105, plus 110. Um, but the safest – I would say would be the over. I would hammer the over on three because uh, I think there's going to be goals in this game. So, yeah. The over, boys. <laughs> I, I'll say, who picks the under anyway, right? That's lame. Exactly. But, um, all right. So, I was going to say, like I said, I know this is kind of a lot all at one time, and uh, but this is kind of – we're getting to the end of the Champions League stuff here. So, if, do you guys have any any questions for me? Anything you didn't understand? Anything you want me to run back over? I, I mean, I'm good. I think you're comparing it was perfect, in my opinion. Okay, yeah. okay perfect. Well, thank you. Well, Appreciate that. I do, I do my best. Um, but, you know, we'll get there. We'll get okay, there you go. Hey, we'll get there. I was going to say, like I said, this is, this is a lot of information right now, especially, you know, for listeners who are new to the world of soccer, anything like that. But And it may feel somewhat overwhelming right now, but – we're going to each week, we're going to, you know, sit down, we're going to dissect this. We're going to go into more depth, but you got to know the background before we can get into that. So this is kind of what this is right now. And we can definitely, definitely go into more detail once, once we get, uh, you know, a nice little base established here. So well, perfect. I want to know if you have like one or two games that you recommend that you're feeling kind of hot on or that. say a good one uh this is first of all the craziest line i have seen so far um so it's in group g and it's dynamo kiev and barca i say it's a bad game to bet because barca is a minus 1428 i i have never seen a line that big i at first thought it was a typo but i, I hit refresh <laughs> like my, my <laughs> little sister's football team if she had one I don't even know. <laughs> it, it it's is it's insane i because like i i mean obviously i think barca's gonna wipe them so it's probably for a reason <laughs> but i just wanted to point that out for a second just before i get into you know a good one to kind of go at um but yeah that was nuts okay. um i would say uh dortmund uh dortmund's minus 151 against uh club bruges from belgium um they're looking to bounce back. They had kind of a rough game last time out against, uh, against Lazio. Um, but Dortmund, I think they're, this is a good chance for them to rebound before going into the weekend uh, against Bayern. So I'd say Dortmund minus 151. Um, and Man U against uh, newcomer Istanbul Basiker, uh, they're a minus 232. Uh, so I'd say those two, I'm feeling – I'd feel pretty comfortable. Betting on the rival, huh? I, you know, it's, it's tough, but uh, I mean, if they make you money, they make you money, right? True. That's, 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 that's ultimately what you got to look at at the end of the day. So yes, it is, it is, you know, bitter trying to say that, yeah, no, they're going to win. But I mean, realistically I can, I can, you know, let go of that for a second. I mean, they're, they should win comfortably against, uh, against best seeker for sure. Um, okay, so that was our Champions League uh, kind of preview and uh, wrap-up, if you will. Uh, going into the last item on my agenda here, I have the games of the weekend. Uh, 
And we got two huge games, huge games this weekend uh, with in the Premier League and the Bundesliga. So let's start in the Prem. Uh, we have Man City, a minus 106 against Liverpool this weekend uh, with the over-under set at three and a quarter. Uh, this is a matchup of preseason title contenders. Uh, City finds themselves uh, mid-table right now. They're, they're sitting 10th, um, but they do have a game in hand, and a win here would bring them within two points uh, of Liverpool at the top, and they'd still have a game in hand. So yeah. I'm not too worried about where they're at right now, um, but both teams are coming off big wins uh, in the Champions League uh, midweek. Um, and both have numerous questions regarding their back lines. Their defenses have had injuries, and they just, they're definitely the weak point of uh, each team. Um, and the over has hit on the last three matches, and I would say it's a pretty good chance it hits here as well. Um, I have City 3 uh, 2. Okay. I think there's going to be goals. Um, it's, I mean, they have just two very high-powered offenses, um, but they also, Liverpool, I would say they have the most goals scored. I think they have 17, but they're also giving up 15. So it's, it's you know, they're, they're very kind of, once they lost Virgil van Dijk, who was their mainstay in the back, um, he's one of their very, he's one of the world's best center backs. Uh, so, I mean, if that would be like, let's say the Chargers lost Herbert, right? I mean, we all knew how bad they played, you know. Maybe in the first imagine, bit. Imagine taking, imagine taking him away from that equation, right? It's, it's tough because Virgil van Dijk, I say, is a center back and a half. He can make up for whatever mistake his partner makes. But yeah. without him, that they're more vulnerable at the back. Uh, so I say City 3-2. I think that's a good, a good bet there. And in the Bundesliga in Germany, uh, we have Der Klassiker. All right. So that is Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich is a minus 138 with the over-under at three and a half. Uh, this is Saturday at 930. Um, I think this game with rivalry games, I mean, just like in sports here, you never really know what's going to happen. Anybody can take a rivalry game. Um, and the same goes, you know, here with Dortmund and uh, Bayern. They're both top of the table. Uh, Bayern sitting in second, Dortmund's in third. Um, mm -hmm. And it is these games, you only get to play your rivals twice. You only get to play your title rivals twice. Each game is huge, which is why a game here at the beginning of the season is a game with title implications. Yeah. Um, so, and in this one, Bayern in the Bundesliga against Dortmund is seven, one, and two. So seven wins, one draw, two losses in their last 10 against Dortmund. Um, you know, Dortmund has got a lot of young talent. Uh, they got the 17-year-old kid, Gio Reyna, uh, from the U.S. He's playing with Dortmund. Um, but Bayern, I mean, they're just – they're the best team in the world, and they looked like it today. And I expect them to look like it again on Saturday – um, the over is going to hit here too. I'm going four to Bayern uh, to beat Dortmund this weekend in my over. second game of the week. Love it. Yeah. So lots of, should be a lots of goals this weekend in good games. Let's that's, put it that way. That's all we care about. There you go. It's, it's, it's more fun to watch that way. Obviously we like, you know, we love a good grinded out one nil win. You know, those, those can be equally as fun, but, for, you know, for a new fan, for, for a casual fan, you know, 
goals on goals on goals. So oh yeah, this is a, this is a good weekend to uh, turn in. There you go. Yeah. This is a good. This is your weekend. Then this is your weekend. So, so thank you, Edison, for talking soccer. One last question before you go. Of course. Pac-12 is back. We know you're a UCLA fan. They're playing at Colorado right now. The spread is six and a half for UCLA. How are you feeling about that game? You know what? It's it's. I'm very glad you brought that up because it is November and UCLA football is undefeated. <laughs> so <laughs> I would say um, I I like the Bruins. I, I do think this is we need to get off on the right foot, and Colorado yeah. is the perfect uh, perfect, it's perfect game. Like, way like to just start it off. You know, you're not exactly like USC it's, or ASU where like right. it's going to go. That was something other. I hated because the original schedule had us playing SC first. Oh, and I hate the fact that when we play SC at SC, this is a little bit of a tangent, so I apologize. But when we play SC at SC, it's the last game of the season. But when we play SC at home. They're like, well, we also have a rival in Notre Dame, so that's got to be our last game of the year. So it's always the second to last game of the year. And I get pissed about that. So they were trying to put it as the first game that had me hot. <laughs> so I'm, I'm glad I'm glad it's back at the last game where it deserves to be. True. Um, but minus six and a half, Colorado. Yeah, give me the Bruins. Of course. Beautiful. <laughs> Pack is back. Pack is back. I. Uh, it just – Life is so much better when Pac-12 is playing football. True. So I'm, they, they I'm excited. In the next couple of years, and they have a couple more ranked teams. Yeah. True. Hey, because, hey, I mean, let's let's be honest. We we love a good day of, of college football, but there's nothing better than Pac-12 after dark. Nope. There is nothing nope. better than Pac-12 after dark. So I'm very excited, very excited. I'm looking forward to it. And yes, sir. Football fans, yes, sir. Fans. Go Ducks, go Bruins for now. Hey, you know, we'll, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I can't wait for that to happen. When you're yes, sir. Park. All right. Thanks again for having me on, guys. Right. Of course. Thank you. All right. Later. A good old soccer Sherpa on. Yeah, soccer Sherpa. Hashtag <laughs> soccer Sherpa. Love it. Sherpa. Love it. <laughs> right, Thanks, bro. boys. Later. Yeah. All right. That was a good little segment with Edison. Going to have him on. We'll hopefully have him on next week, and we'll talk some more soccer. But our boy Nate is on. And as we know, oh, I know, we have two Raiders fans on the podcast right now. Oh, yeah, baby. So, obviously, we know Cooper's views. But, you know, it's good to have, like, an outsider of the podcast views on the Raiders. So, you know, how do you feel about the victory on Sunday? You got a, a win's a win. You got to accept it. I mean, they, they could be better. But, uh-huh. obviously, a win's a win, especially in that division. True. Is like, you know, I obviously it was windy that day too. So a win is a win. And I think those two teams that played, I think one of them will be the seventh seed going into playoffs. If the Ra- if the Raiders don't make playoffs, I oh my god, man. I'm yeah. I'm still not I'm still hopeful, but I have no clue. Like I have no clue. <laughs> they're always on the edge. It's almost all the time. Like they're always on that edge of like they're on the teeter totter. Yeah, it's like I said when, in previous episodes, even they made playoffs. When Derek Carr broke his leg, that was yeah. the last time. That's, that's, that was like three or four years ago. Yeah, I think it's like twenty. I, don't I know, want to I, say like twenty seventeen. I was hoping for him to go off too. Like I really like the Raiders that season. Is that when they had Amari? Yeah, their yeah. team was good. Yeah, <laughs> they were looking, good. and that was when Derek Carr was looking good. And then now he sucks. Yeah, now ever since, dude, it's, I told you, ever since that injury he had, he just wasn't, hasn't been the same. 
I he agree. Looks better now, more comfortable in the pocket. He's taking his time and actually, uh, you know, instead of just taking the sack, he'll either, mm-hmm. you know, throw it away or never throw it to the running back. It's either he plays so good or he plays so bad. And this was a, a medium game for Derek Carr, but like, he's yeah. so inconsistent. It's hard to because you guys have a, a future for Jacobs. Yeah. So, so it's a good thing. But, and you have rugs. And Waller. And Waller, like, I don't know, maybe. To be honest, the only thing we really need is defense. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The defense definitely needs to be better. Uh, Our O-line is doing all right. They're They're also a little banged up. Yeah. Trent Brown has has played one game or two games this year. I watched uh, last year, and Abrams is a beast. I think he'll have a good future. Abrams is a young team. See, I think Ruggs is going to be good. Yeah. If 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 they can create more time for Derek Carr, for yeah. Rugs to get down the field, he'll he'll kill it. I, I was super mad about them picking Rugs in the beginning. Yeah, I remember you were so pissed on the, during the draft because and this he's is definitely one of the trio. Because I mean, you wanted Jefferson, who might be the best receiver. No, 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 no. I wanted CD. No, he's so bad. Yeah. yeah. The only reason – so this is what my frustration is. Every time we draft a receiver, it's a fast person that gets down the field, and we never have time to throw to him. And we did it – we drafted Rugs again, and I was like, this is the same shit we always do, and they always suck. And yeah. I was frustrated. It's like a DK where everyone's not like, oh, we can only do go routes. Exactly. No, dude. It's like, oh, God. It's because they want to compete with like, – at the time, you know, his uh, – I think he wanted to compete with um, the Chiefs, how they have Tyree Kill. Yeah, exactly. They want to try to get that. But we – our offensive line doesn't create the time that the Chiefs' offensive line does. Yeah. And obviously, Derek Carr is not as good as Patrick Mahomes. So. Nowhere close. Even, like, your, your division rival to the Chargers, like, they have Herbert now. Oh, yeah. They make those passes – you know, deep to Keenan or to whoever there is. So I want a quarterback that is good. I don't want average. All right. I'm done with average. We've had average for f- five years now. I feel yeah. like you guys get like interim quarterbacks. So you, like yes. you don't get a guy in like, Hey, like this guy will be a Raider for his whole career for 10 years. He'll be backups. That's what we get. Yeah. We've we signed backups. That's our, that's our motto. <laughs> Marcus Mariota freaking. I don't even know who our backups are. Oh, two. Yeah, exactly. Why? <laughs> Why? What? <laughs> Who's what? The, who was, we had Tyrell uh, Pryor, right? Oh, yeah. That, he played for – That's a, that was the backup when Carr got hurt. Yeah. Pryor. We lost – we got blown out in the first playoff game. Yep. All right. So, this one's kind of like for Cooper, too, because I know he, he loves her. But next week, we have Raiders at Chargers. And this was the one game where I was surprised that – like, of the full slate, the Chargers actually favored by, I think, like a point and a half or two points in our book. So, where's this game at? Is it in L.A. or is it in Vegas? It's in L.A., which makes sense. All right. So, this is my view. The Chargers are a good football team besides the fourth quarter. They can hold teams to 10 points. They can score 30. They cannot stop them in the fourth quarter. And the reason I think – the only reason I think that the Chargers probably – could cover that is because when the Raiders get down, they don't come back. They don't come back. That against the Bucks, they had no chance. Against the Patriots, they had no chance. Once they went down against the Bills, they had no chance of coming back. Once we they were weren't they down against the Chiefs? No, it was just like even the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. But then it kind of took it off. In the was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. I, I just, 
I mean, I have confidence in the Raiders, but I, I've had confidence too many times in my life. Dude, Even but another roller coaster team. I feel like yes. in the first quarter, you really know who they are. True, but I don't, I don't know. know. It's, a division, it's a division rival game. You know they're going to try and come out swinging, and you know the Chargers. They'll put up points, but when it comes to that fourth quarter, you don't know what's going to happen. Especially with what's his, their coach, dude. I don't. Their coaching staff is terrible. Dude, I said fire them all last week or last episode. I said I, I don't give every, a fuck. Every Chargers fan that I know is they hate the coach. They're like the coaching staff just needs to leave. They He's don't horrible. Show up to the game. It's it's bad. He's got to make an adjustment one time this year. One time. But maybe against the Raiders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna probably be against the Raiders. Maybe against the Raiders. Our luck. Yeah, but I don't know. So, I have, I have faith in the Raiders. I mean, yeah. I'm looking at the schedule right now and. Luckily, like, they really don't have two teams, like, back-to-back that are difficult. Like, you know, they go – I'll just give you the whole schedule. They go at Chargers, Broncos at home, uh, Chiefs at home, at the Falcons, at the Jets, home against the Colts, home against the Chargers, home against the Dolphins, and at the Broncos to finish the season. Dude, I think they could do it. I don't know, though. I think they, they could f- do it. They're much more likely than the Browns. I'll put they, they had a tough start with the teams that they played, but they came out – above 500, which I'm kind of shocked about. Yeah. Like, they yeah. Went, they beat the Saints. They beat the Chiefs. Yeah, they beat the, the Bills when they were considered good. They barely lost to the Bills. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. they barely lost to the Bills. But then, you know, they went Chiefs, Bucks, and then Browns because the Browns were considered good. Um, yeah. Just three in a row. I think we kind of got lucky with the weather. But, like, I mean, I'll take it. It's a dub. I'll take it because I would love to see an NFC West, AFC West just taking over the whole NFL. Yeah. <laughs> that would be sweet. That would actually be pretty sweet. All right. Well, I know, you know, you went to school at ASU, and Pac-12 is back this weekend. They're playing USC, and I think the spread is 10 and a half. Let me double check. But what are you thinking on that? It's, yeah, yeah USC 10 and a half at USC. Oh, let's see. I, I think ASU, they got – they had some good um, off-season recruiting. They have a bunch of five-star recruits that I think are doing well, that are going to do well at least. And they didn't do that bad last year, and they didn't really lose a lot of uh, people at least, a lot mm-hmm. of top players. Nope. A lot of their, most of their defense was all young people, like sophomores and freshmen. So, you know, they're going to have them for next year at least. And – I think I think they're going to be better than they were last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, and USC is always overrated, in my opinion. Like, they always seem to overrate USC just because you know USC is usually a powerhouse. But I don't know. I, I think I, whatever team wins this game, I could see in the Pac-12 championship. Yeah, it's going to be between USC and ASU, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to lie, the Pac-12 sucks. I'm hoping. Like, in the future, five to ten years, it comes back. Because even, like, the SEC, like, you know, last year was overpowered with Georgia, Bama, LSU, Auburn. Mm-hmm. But now it's, like, there's only one and a half. Like, because Georgia's good, obviously. They're a four or five team. But, like, they aren't overpowering. This, so, so this, this is, is – This is my stance in the Pac-12. I don't think they suck. I think they're just too – they're all too equal and they all can beat each other, if that makes sense. Yeah, we never have a team – we never have a team that dominates, and when they do, they can compete with SEC teams like we did last year. We were beating Auburn the entire game until the last second of the fourth quarter. They finished yeah. the polls, I think, like outside of 10, but like they had some key victories. They just lost some stupid games. 
But then we'd lose to ASU, which was middle of the pack, Pac-12. That, so like, that was so – that was the best game I've ever been to. Can I get, a, like, a quick review of, like, what the relationship between you two was like when that went down? Brennan, this was – so, all right. Prior to this game, before the season even started, I circled that one on my calendar and said, this is the game we will lose. Because I know we play like shit in Arizona. We've done it the past four years. You told me that when we lived in Oregon. Yeah. I know. I said before the season started, I'm scared about SC and Arizona State. We blew SC out because they suck. And I went to Arizona State. I'm like, this is going to be the game. And of course, of course, we lose. Dude, but that was that was the craziest game I've ever been to. There. It was, was it was insane. Like I thought we had a good lead, and then you guys really came back. We were clawing back. Yeah, it was scary. It was, it was crazy, man. It was. Cr- I mean, I, I like talking about it now, but like in the moment, I literally want to jump off a bridge. That's how pissed oh, I was. I was like, I remember the game ended, and I was. I think it was the next day I texted you, but I was so scared to text you. <laughs> I know he was gonna be so pissed. See, and I wasn't too mad. Got in a fight, or almost got in a fight with some like. Uh, yeah, kids. my dad. Yeah, but like it's it's funny. I was grateful that we lost in a way because if we would have went to the playoffs, we would have gotten smacked. And I'm glad we came out with the Rose Bowl win, and we would have gotten smacked. We had too much. We had too much cockiness. Like ASU humbled us, and that's why we that's why we won the Rose Bowl. ASU humbled us. We realized, oh, we're not that great, but we're still really good because we were rattling off ten wins in a row. Like we were going off. Yeah. Third and fourteen, man. It's so depressing just looking <laughs> back. <laughs> It just the one play that's gonna cost, like the one play that's gonna beat us, and it happened. Oh God, it's so frustrating. Yeah, but uh... all right, we'll move on. We'll talk about Thursday night football. So what's gonna happen is Nate's gonna say what he thinks on the Thursday night football game, and we're gonna try to we're gonna try to bring guests on every week and see what happens. And the plan is right now is we're gonna create another game out of this, and we're gonna have like a us picking a game and then the guests picking a game. And we're going to have like a total at the end of the year of win percentage at, at the moment. That's our plan. So like say Nate picks the game, right. But three out of the four of us pick it right. Nate brings the guest team up above because he's a thousand wins percentage. And we have 750. If that's how I do math. Right. Yeah. 750. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Math. Math. Out of college. It doesn't really count anymore. <laughs> All right. So, we got the Green Bay Packers and the 49ers on Thursday night. The Packers are favored by five and a half. The game is in San Francisco. So Kyle and Joe aren't here, but they both picked the Packers. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Brendan, do you want to start us off? We'll let Nate go last because he gets to see all of our, all of our picks. Um, let's see. I'm, I mean, I'm looking at the injury report right now. And obviously, we know I think Jimmy G's going to be out. We know for sure that Kittle's going to be out. Not entirely sure on, uh, you know, the, the Packers side. Aaron Jones has a possibility of being out. But other than that, dude, like, you got to go Packers. Uh, last time, they, who the Packers lose to? They got defeat, crushed by the Buccaneers, then came back and crushed the Texans. Yeah, that defeating loss against the Vikings. I think they're going to come back. They have to win this one. Um, they're playing a very injured Niners team. And Rodgers doesn't lose twice. Like, I just don't want to make it about Rodgers, but, like, this man can grab someone from a 7-Eleven gas station, throw them out on the field, and make them have three touchdowns in the game. (laughs) All right, so this is my standpoint. I'm going to pick the Packers 
and I know that might be boring because we all picked the Packers, but five and a half. Let's go. Nate, so now you're in a situation. You can yeah. either go for the tie or go for an outright win. Or you can – I mean, you, you'd, have, you'd lose, so – Dude, I know that's that's a tricky prediction. He's in a tough, he's in a tough spot here. No, um, I mean the, the line changed by three. So originally it was Packers by two and a half points, and then now it's at five and a half. So I think the Kittle injury, like just all their injuries, really brought it down. So is Jimmy playing? I, I don't think so. No, I don't. It, it's still hard because it's early. You know, it's still two days till the game. Um, but currently. Debo, I think Debo's still out. And, uh, like, you know, they traded Quan Alexander, the best backer, to the Packers, right? No, who's that, too? Uh, the Titans. Titans, at my bad. Um, he, I don't think he's been playing well for the 49ers, though. Yeah, Jimmy G's I think on Jimmy G's out because it's his ankle. Jimmy G's out? Oh, shoot. Yeah. That makes my pick a lot different. But who's, I already picked the Packers. Who's their um... – Mullins. Mullins? Who just drove down the field and scored 20 points against the Seahawks in the fourth quarter. We could have won by four scores if he wasn't in. Dude, that just shows you right there. Jimmy J sucks. Dude, but also... Kittle's out. That's a big part. No, that's a big one. But he drove down the field without Kittle, didn't he? Yeah, but their defense sucks, too. They got me negative two points in fantasy. Dude, the Packers' defense isn't much better. I think it is. Because the Niners, like, literally half of them are hurt. Yeah. That's tough. I wanna, I wanna like be different, but <laughs> he's settling. I know. I, I think I might have to just settle with it. I think. I mean, cause I, dude, Rogers is so good. Their team, Devontae Adams is unreal. I think I gotta go. I think I gotta go Packers just to, just to, play it safe. It just seems like the right move. I, I mean, I agree. I think it's, I think it's the right move. It's the right move, but it's the boring move. Yeah, but that's all right. Not very exciting. Only- for the first time being on it's only week one of the game you gotta yeah. you gotta stay on the high note you know you know what you're right poop i like that but Positive. i i actually have a question for you nate i know i know you listen and you know i talk shit about the packers fans complaining about receivers what do you what's your stake on the on the receiver situation in green bay dude they always they they have Devonte adams of course one of the best receivers in the league but all their no names like are good too because they have Rodgers. I think exactly. they have Exactly. Okay. They just have to get some kind of separation and catch the ball. Yeah, that's literally all it is. Rodgers will get you the ball. All you have to do is catch it. And, you know, most of the time they really do. It's not like it's a huge, I don't know. Think about how dangerous the Packers would be if they got, like, Julio or, I don't know, another top receiver. Like, they were, like rumor, Julio is rumored, but it's not happening. I mean, yeah. Yeah. they'll oh, be yeah. dangerous. They just need a guy to take the pressure off. Devontae. Yeah. Even then, Devontae still goes out. <laughs> it's like 30 points. So that's what I'm saying, dude. It sucks. Like, why, why complain when that, that's, that's – it's week in and week out. It's like he doesn't get held in any – he doesn't – never gets held. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Scalding. He's pretty yeah. good. I think He's, Lazard's fine. Lazard's fine. He's just injured. But, I mean, now they're making Tanyan – who went off like two or three weeks ago. Now it's like they make them look like a regular starting tight end. Um, I know there's been a lot of rumors about uh, Will Fuller from the Texans to the Packers. But if they do that, this is kind of like a non-Packer side. I feel bad for my boy Deshaun. 
So me too. Hopefully they don't. That looks – they're basically just saying, like, hey, good luck, man. Yeah, good luck with nothing. Go out there and have fun. <laughs> <laughs> you're our, you're our yeah, offense David right John. now. Yeah. yeah. That's one team I thought was going to do well is the Texans. I yeah, they, they suck. But ever since yeah. State threw away Hopkins. Stupid. Yeah, I think Bill O'Brien just really, like, lit everything on fire and then just left. Not left, he got fired. Bill O'Brien was given the golden key to the – Texans and just burnt it on fire. That's how bad he did in Houston. It was bad. It's so bad. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I still feel good about the Packers on Thursday. I do too. I think it's it should. This is our first good Thursday night game. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was like some NFC East team that we watched. It was like almost like the Sunday night game. I'm watching Eagles versus Cowboys every Thursday. Stupid. And like I'm trying to watch the game and I'm at a bar and I'm just like, oh god, I, I need to <laughs> like I really watch the Bachelorette or something. Hey, don't hate. <laughs> is Aaron? Do they have Aaron Jones? I don't think. Uh, I don't he's know. Questionable right now. We'll probably know more tomorrow. tomorrow. If, if he's in, then Packers definitely. Even if he's not in, they have Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I'm saying like, like you know, they're missing Bosa. Like he was easily like a heavy, you know, uh, he was a presence there. I think they could easily just run over the Niners, and then obviously yep. they have their. Yeah, great offense. But I hope it's a good game, but I think it's going to be a blowout. Yeah, but I mean, they almost lost to the Vikings. No, they did lose to the Vikings. Oh, they did. Yeah, I mean, they by did six. Lose. And they're yeah, and the Vikings were shit. One in five. So it's because Dalvin Cook just decided one to go off. Five? I right. think they're one in five. They're two and five now. Two and five. So yeah. they're one in five. It's this week is a big. I don't know. I don't know if everyone has looked at the slate yet, but. I'm not very confident in these games now um, just because like even just watching Monday night football, like the unpredictability of everything. I was, you know, I think Joe put money on the Buccaneers spread. I was even thinking about it. And then I get a text from Cooper talking about how like the giants are winning like halfway through the third. I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> what? <laughs> Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones beating Tom Brady. <laughs> Yeah, it was bad. I don't understand it, man. This this year of football is crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll know more on Thursday. But, you know, it was a pleasure having a buddy Nate on in absence of, you know, Joe and Kyle. So, thank you very much for coming on. I hope the Raiders get you that dub on Sunday. Actually, I win no matter what because if the Raiders win, you guys both get your win. If the Chargers win, her baby. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we'll see everyone on Friday after we're that Thursday night game. We'll talk a little bit more about the Sunday slate. And we don't like to get political, but we'll have a new president by then. We don't know who. So, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to Yard Talk, and we'll see you boys soon. Peace. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me on. Of course. Later, of course. boys. Later. Later. The pack is back.